1: Welcome to the Blood and Mud podcast, uh, the podcast that has roughly the same number of trophies as Leinster does this season. Uh, <laughs> thank you very much. I thought I got it nice and early. Although, to be fair, they have won did you, eight trophies. I was going to say, that. did you win
0: the Irish Shield as well?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, No, but I have got a metal plate downstairs. That I can pick them, so... Was so an Ospreys fan? You must feel good knowing that you are exactly as good as Leinster. On yeah, yeah, we've
0: we've we've come out this season with exactly the same amount of meaningful major silverware <laughs> as uh the Death Star super was, mega was guys have.
1: There was something even more desperate about the the Ospreys picture, though, wasn't there? Because it was like it looked like it was in the dark in a car park. And well, it was. it's because fucking...
0: it's because they had to wait for 24 hours because the is stupid and in schedule all the games to end at the same time, so they basically all went and watched the Scarlets game at the training base, dressed <laughs> up in their most hideous jeans at Shure, and uh, and then <laughs> had to do a weird in-the-dark outside trophy lift in smart casual attire, which, pff, it wasn't the best, let's be real.
1: It was not. You You weren't here last week. There's no people ones. listening. Well, I just replace you with two people. That's how powerful well, you mean, are. I mean that
0: that is, that is the the nature of the beast. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I, I I pull in a lot of I've got basically got my own gravity. I'm so sort of powerful on the mic.
1: How was uh, how was Los Angeles?
0: <laughs> um, yeah, it was not nearly long enough. Is <laughs> for a variety of reasons. Um, starters go to Los Angeles for four days, four full days. Um just fucking mental. Too much. Like it's not like it's not enough because I've I basically had jet lag for a week. <laughs> like, mm. I, I literally I was falling like I am not a nap guy right. I'm, I'm I've got a consistent anti nap stance. I will not sleep in the day. And I was just falling asleep on the is, sofa, left, right, and centre.
1: Is that simply is that do you you just don't fall asleep, or you have a, like yeah. you force yourself not to have? No, a no I feel it's like, like I I, I cannot
0: I cannot sleep anywhere but a bed at night, like like planes, cars, trains, sofas. Like I will not, I can't, and I I don't.
1: The the hours between Except this four, week, the hours between four and six are a shitty nightmare for me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really bad because, you know, that's, it's when the it's when the game's on, isn't it? Yeah, so basically, yeah, yeah. Like, I'll do a load of gardening in the morning and come to sit down and it's like, oh, I'll look forward to this. I've earned this sit down watch this rugby, and then I'm just fucking gone within 12 <laughs> minutes of the game kicking off or something.
0: I kind of wish I was because then I could sleep on planes and maybe I wouldn't have felt terrible last week. But, um, yeah.
1: I slept on a plane back from – I had a bloke next to me on the plane to Ireland last week oh, where yeah. – um, he, he fell asleep as it was taxiing and slept Fair the entire play. flight through, <laughs> through the taking off and I everything. All,
0: genuine awe of those people. When you just see somebody just sleeping on a train or on a plane and they're like, like, there was a girl who was like sat on the row opposite me on this flight back from LA, right? And literally, as the plane took off, she put a blanket on, she put a little mask on, she sort of pulled the table down and like did this. <laughs> so put her the old her head, head,
1: head, head on the seat in front of your thing yeah
0: yeah. and she literally slept until um, the person in front of her decided to put her seat back and then it scared her quite a lot so <laughs> but, um, well that was about four hours five hours later and she and then she ate a meal and she like talked to a friend and then she went back and slept for the, the following six hours of that flight and there's me desperately trying to contort myself into some sort of position so I can maybe get like an hour's sleep after being up for, like, 20 hours on a fucking stupid 11-and-a-half-hour flight. But, yeah, i got to do it all again in two weeks' time, and this time I'm only going for three week, three days. So uh, I, I genuinely feel like I'll be a human experiment by the end of the month.
1: I did that Economy Plus thing back from Nashville because they offered a special offer, and that was, like, I did recline that one, and I did sleep pretty much all the way back to London.
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel like if you can just get a slide, I'm fine. pretty, i you can tell my work's not paying for it so I'm flying premium economy next time and I'm just mm-hmm. delighted at the prospect of having a slightly wider slightly more leg roomy seat and just preferably not having a little old lady sitting in front of me who reclines the ch- chair full back as soon as the fucking seatbelt light goes off because I, I I just attract those people like fucking flies on shit I don't know
1: why Simon Clark is telling us we sound like Barry White was so deep is everyone getting that <laughs> Because
0: maybe maybe it's just I'm we're, not. we're real sexy. I mean
1: maybe I have got a
0: new, I have got a new mic today, so maybe Yeah, you
1: have been enriched by the new mic Maybe it's I mean, enriching yeah.
0: me with its deep but I'm and the same as always tones. <laughs> maybe something. maybe we're just like ha-ha, we're second and, they, and it literally sounds like something's gone horrendously wrong on the Facebook stream. So I don't know.
1: Harley Worthy says, one thing I miss about taking a train to work was my 20-minute power naps. You fucking freaks. Who are you? How do you do this? I
0: don't um, understand
1: the, it. I, I was coming back from London once, and there was a guy in front of me who kept, I was on the train, kept falling asleep, mm. and his head kept falling left towards the the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he literally, it, it literally went like this and he did i'm not joking he did that like every four minutes for i'm not joking about 50 miles he just kept nodding off and i was like seriously like roll your coats up or or something <laughs> in the end i was getting like visually quite angry with him because what i mean the knocking was annoying well, exactly. the inefficiency of his approach
0: <laughs> it's like you you could have had a genuinely good sleep here and instead you have opted to just wake yourself up every four minutes because you can't be bothered with that tiny little bit of effort.
1: Anna S says economy seats shouldn't be allowed to recline. I will die on this hill. I went to uh, Tenerife in February on EasyJet. Uh-huh. I have noticed EasyJet now, and I'm not sure. Jo- I don't know if you've studied EasyJet seats of late. They are literally tr- bus seats now.
0: I try. I genuinely try to avoid them at all costs. because They, they don't
1: to- recline in it. They are bus seats. They're like wow. plasticky with a slight pad on them, like with a metal frame that doesn't move or anything.
0: It's It's... it's- it's genuinely incredible what people will like make you try and deal with just to have a relatively affordable flight to to a spanish island you know it's like I'm not
1: (laughs) pushing it on EasyJet. Four hours is pushing it. I don't mind nipping across the like, you know, an up and down, an up and down. You barely got an island was a laugh, and you just like sit on a bus, it's fine. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, if if the flight journey is the equivalent journey that you would do on a train or bus, all right, I'll allow it. (laughs) But any, but anything, you know, even even if you get on a bloody. National Express from like Cardiff to London or whatever, they'll pull over at Reading services and let you go for a piss and have to stretch your legs. You know, I am um,
1: it's in the rain. Speaking of trains, mm. as you may have, I can't have told everybody. Um, I'm going a little mini tour of Europe to see Jason Isbel in November, yes. I mean, on, I'm a, aware two, of this. on a two year delay because he was <laughs> to be meant fair, to be over in 2020. You've
0: really, you've really tried your best to sort of. Like you made tried to make this happen for two years now. And every time you get thwarted so, at last.
1: I'm doing Antwerp, Cologne, yep. and Amsterdam. Three days on the bounce. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. So from Cologne, I'm going to Amsterdam on my own because my mates come to Cologne with me, but then I'm doing Amsterdam. So it's a whole mm-hmm. thing. It's easier to go to Amsterdam than it is to come home and go to London. That's what I'm saying. I'm with you. Yeah. So I'm doing Amsterdam. Cologne to Amsterdam. Just mm-hmm. book the train for it. Direct. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Three-hour train, Cologne to Amsterdam, yep. direct, first class, yep. 28 quid. It's a fucking
0: genuinely a fucking racket.
1: And that'll it? be on a German train as well. So it'll yeah. be, imagine, you know, because I mean, like basically their economy class is like our first class because yeah. they've got just much wider fucking carriages and all that shit, haven't they? So.
0: Yeah, their, fucking, their gauges are much more fucking civil than ours, basically, because their gauges have been slightly expanded since the Victorian times or pre-Victorian times. Anyway. Mary
1: Amstruther gets in touch on here. She says, there's a secret to stopping the person in front getting their seat back, dot, dot, dot. And is, it leave jam- it is
0: it jamming your fucking knees into the back of their seat as hard as you can? Because that is my strategy. But to be honest that just hurts your knees after a while and you just got to give up.
1: Is it standing up and saying, this is a four-hour flight? If you put that seat back, I'm going to fucking kill you with this plastic fork (laughs) they've just given me. It does.
0: It's funny, though, isn't it? Because, like, those situations do make you consider being much more unreasonable than you would be in daily life. Like, genuinely. There are times when I've been tempted to get up and go, did you... Have you ever considered another person in your fucking life, you selfish piece of shit?
1: Yeah, sure, Tom, it should be. bad. But to be fair to Edith, yeah, they have just banned it by making it impossible to do it. Yeah, so I'm fine with that. that. I will say you that. Gonna, so everyone,
0: well. everyone can sit up straight for three hours. Yeah.
1: Everyone is equally uncomfortable on this £47 yeah. flight. Absolutely. Deal with, the,
0: it. I'm, I'm fine with it. Like, I'm fine with being uncomfortable if everyone's uncomfortable. <laughs> what I object to is some selfish prick who's only about five foot three anyway, going, oh, I really need the extra lie back space here to get the most out of my 11 and a half new. hour flight
1: Oof. new strapline for the pod by the way we're fine with being uncomfortable if everybody else is <laughs> as long
0: as everybody else is that's fucking <laughs> socialism for you guys
1: <laughs> yeah anyway so yeah so you had four days there later the NAMM show any exciting shit for very guitar uh, nerds out there to be I looking
0: mean, for that you're allowed to talk about. There wasn't a huge amount of it's a weird time of year to do a NAM, to be honest, because all the artists are on tour in June and all the products have been launched back in January, or they're going to be launched well, in gotta, like, July or August.
1: Worse. That was worth a jet lag,
0: wasn't it? I mean it was just a good time. It was nice to be back at the shows, nice to see people. Uh it was very nice to just be in California because I tell you what, it's a fucking lovely place in June when it's like 26 degrees and the flowers are out and well I did I did have my annual what like I haven't had this in two years but my annual one really nice meal that I have a year where I go to the Martin dinner um at the Napa Rose restaurant at Disney's Grand California Resort where they have an open kitchen thing where yeah. literally they hire out this whole fancy fine dining Are the people
1: restaurant. People dressed as Goofy in there cooking. You they're not or...
0: dressed as Goofy? They're not dressed as Goofy, no. But um, they they hire out just like the fine dining restaurant in this fancy ass five star hotel, and they hire it all out. And they literally open, they have all the chefs in the kitchen making stuff, and you just wander into the kitchen with your plate.
1: Oh, I and- see.
0: And somebody's getting some, you know, scallops and they're in the frying pan. And you're like, I'd like some of those, please. And they take them out of the pan and put them directly onto your plate. And they, there's pizza as a side dish in this meal for some reason, which I'm a big fan of
1: um <laughs> a lot of time for that, lot yes, time for it's, that. Like, it's
0: like we've got mash we've got a uh, salad we've got green beans we've got couscous and we've got pizza as your five side dishes and what a what a concept and they cook
1: it, you pick what you want and they cook it in you front cook, of
0: you they're literally cooking it for you so and it's you like the mongolian
1: bread. brasserie in a in <laughs> it West is Australia, a bit like in that the yeah 90s, but yeah
0: yeah but yeah, that's my one it's fancy meal a year. And yeah. I get tiny; they get tiny little fancy desserts. a little trio of them, and I feel like a fancy man. And uh, then I go home at about half past nine and go to bed early because
1: I like it. The Americans love a gigantic side dish. Don't they don't. When I first they went, really when I went do. to Denver on my, on my trip to America, and I ordered breakfast. I got very confused because they said, "Do you want pancake or toast?" I was, and I thought they were like saying, <laughs> "I thought they were trying to upsell me." No. You know what yeah. I mean? And I was like, yeah, Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll have a yeah, I'll have I'll have biscuits and gravy, please. Not realizing it was a side dish option, yeah. yeah. Um, and the went, biscuits, biscuits, and gravy, the gravy's terrible
0: Oh, awful. Thing. Like, I, I will like a white cream, yeah, white it's, it's, colored it's, it's sausage like tasting
1: thing, yeah.
0: It's horrible. I will go to bat for almost all American food <laughs> or American derived food, but holy. shit. Biscuits and yeah. gravy, man. Makes no sense whatsoever. Biscuits
1: I don't mind. Slightly like oh, slightly savory f- scone. That's all right. Yeah, but yeah, the gravy yeah.
0: is rough. But the gravy will go with them. No, thank you very much.
1: Yeah. So June is the be- June and October is the best time to go to California, according to Anna in the comments here. I went I to uh, Cali- I went to uh Chicago in September. That was lovely. That I was can a bet Really that's nice probably, temperature. Actually. Yeah. Very nice. But apparently by October, it's like minus 30 and you have to stay inside. It's, like, it's a it's of the American climate, haven't you?
0: Yeah. Well, this is the thing about California. Whenever you go, it's broadly all right. Like I usually ah. go in January and it's like, oh, sorry, it's only like 21. And it's like, yeah, that's right. It was like one before <laughs> I left. So a 20-degree swing is a real bonus. I
1: saw a, I saw a diagram thing the other way or a, a, a chart about how much more sunshine America gets than Honestly, Britain. Not so much the mild. heat. The sun, it's
0: sunshine, yeah.
1: Like Denver's the sunniest place in the sunniest city in America, or some shit they claim to be. So you know it's not yeah. that hot all the time. It's just really fucking sunny. Whereas we just live under a gray, a gray sky, literally and figuratively, in this yeah. country. So
0: It's it's like Clearwater in Florida has got like the the world record for the longest number of consecutive days of sunshine of any place on Earth, and it was something like. 750 or, or 800 or something, but basically, like the better part over two years of just continue every day, wake up in its sunshine. Imagine that! Imagine that, what that would do to your disposition. No wonder this so is cheery. Probably. I mean, to be I honest, I do think you
1: know, it just, gets us down. It's
0: hot, mind not it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I'm glad you enjoyed your trip, and I'm sorry you're gonna do it again. It's- so, am I got to get somebody else in in a couple of weeks? Is that what you just the quite the back door way of you telling me this?
0: Oh yeah, 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 I will, I will literally be uh, two weeks, uh, two a week Monday, week next Monday, two weeks today. I will be on a fucking plane, mate. So yeah.
1: So are you? Are you here for Monday the fourth? I love the way we're doing all this admin while on air. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hang on, let me have a look at my calendar. Um, yes, I am here for Monday the fourth. I think. Right, I'm, I'm not because I'm going to
1: Rock Verker in Belgium.
0: Oh, lovely. Well I'm I mean, gonna get to see I'll.
1: Pearl Jam for the first time, despite oh, nice. loving them long time. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe maybe you can get in a ringer for the week before and I'll get a ringer for the week That's after. I also give it, give um,
1: I also am going it's in it, Rock Virtues outside Leuven in Belgium. Leuven, yeah. And I'm staying in a hotel and getting Lovely. the shuttle bus on every day.
0: I tell and, you what, that is the way to do festivals as an adult.
1: Yeah. I haven't got to this stage of my life like to fucking shit. camp. To be damp and stinking of my own piss for four days. You you
0: don't want me to have a shower for four days. Get the fuck out of town.
1: (laughs) Anyway, so yes, that's a bit of news. I finally, John, I finally given up my foolish crusade of gym membership. Do you remember? I finally became. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. January. So I've I've finally given in this week and said, "Look, cancel it, please." I've done a quick calculation. It's cost me fifty quid for each time I've gone to the gym.
0: It could be worse. That it could be worse, like, but it's I not it great. Once a month, ish. There, are thereabouts.
1: I've been three times.
0: Okay, I mean twenty-five pound
1: really. a month. So,
0: I mean to be fair, twenty-five pound a month is very reasonable for a gym. Member, yeah, well, it's a say. new
1: James. So they were trying to like get everybody. Yeah, uh, one of those.
0: Yeah.
1: So yeah, and um so I've given up. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to set up a little circuit area in my garage because I'm sorting my garage out. Mate,
0: one well, two years ahead of you. Just fucking build. Wait. Everybody should just build a gym in their garage.
1: Which of course I won't use, yeah, 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 but it won't cost me anything not to go exactly. to the garage
0: exactly. So, you don't have the existential guilt of knowing that your garage is costing you X amount of money. And of the course, sun, I did that, the sun costs is all at the start, you make your peace with it, <laughs> and then it's done.
1: And I, uh, of course, I follow my gym on, on Instagram, so it's just a constant daily reminder that I'm not going. <laughs> But yes, so I've I've given it up. It's all it's all finished. So yeah, nice. I'm glad. You know, I feel I've come back to me by yeah. jacking all this silly idea in. So
0: get your, get yourself some of those spongy floor tiles. What they do on Amazon for kids' playrooms. Oh yeah, I'm with you. And...
1: Oh yeah, the ones that like jigsaw together.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh, stick uh-huh. them stick them down in your garage. It's nice and. Easy on the older when you're going up and down from circuits and everything, it's all good. I'm talking like I fucking do it, I can't be fucking bothered. I'm clearing my garage yeah, out oh, of a bit of straw town.
1: And yeah. my dad, my dad, well, I've got a bit of a workbench there, it was left by the guy who lived here before, made out of old sleepers. Does for me, mm-hmm. and my dad says. You could you want you would like a new workbench, wouldn't you? And I was like, not really. So I think you would, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd probably like that. So this is all part of my dad's retirement plan to live in yeah, my, yeah, you know, yeah. to basically work in my garage every day and sell things yep. that he makes, I think. And he's not Lovely. happy with the setup in there. So he's doing me a favour <laughs> by building an entirely new I'll workbench.
0: Build, I'll build you a new workbench that I can. It'll be on use.
1: wheels, he said. So all oh, great, dad. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Outstanding. Yeah. So let's sort out a time and I can come down and do it with you. I was like, yeah, I'm busy all that time, Dad. Yeah. But it's a... <laughs> Yeah, Love so it. there'll be a little circuit area and a, and a workbench on wheels with all what kinds more, of shit built I mean, into it. just down. like
0: a perfect grown-up garage, should not it?
1: So, hello. Anyway, so hello. I'm Lee. Yes, you are eighteen minutes in, uh who, and, and you are Josh.
0: I'm Josh. Apparently, yes, you are. I, I, said can, you I just, I just about remember that my name is Josh <laughs> at this point. Honestly.
1: uh we are, um, you can get, how can you get in touch with us? I'm at blood and mud on the Twitter, Lee at blood and mud.com on the email. Uh, you are. I'm
0: at Josh Gardner on the Twitter and such. Josh at blood mud.com. If you want
1: to not be responded to. <laughs> <laughs> um, some people like that. <laughs> they do. Some people would like to play the game, don't they? When it disappear yeah. into a, into a, into a dark hole. Um, so, we are on the Sports Social Network, as you all know. You may have heard, those of you who are not patrons and don't listen to that stream will have heard it kind of go, parts of the Sports Social Network at the beginning, <laughs> which uh, I have nothing to do with that. So, if you don't no, like we that, can't, it's we can't
0: control that, unfortunately.
1: Um, so, and we're also on Apple, wherever else you want to find a podcast. I'm sure you're all listening right now. But of course, as I've already mentioned, we are on patreon.com slash blood and mud, where Lovely. you can uh, come along and get extra. Full episodes every week, access to the Facebook group where the World Cup of Pork has ended.
0: The World Cup of Pork has ended. somewhat
1: controversially.
0: It's it's, going to have nothing on what the World Cup of Breakfast's.
1: And exactly. And now we've moved on to the World Cup of Breakfast. And let me tell you already, honestly, there is shit up the walls in there. I don't know if we're ever going to clean it off. So
0: I am am personally fuming about uh, some of the nominees, but you know. I'm just getting. you know, I've only one voice in this thing, you know, I don't have yes. any power. So I'm there's just a little to... poll
1: for every game. Yeah. Gavin Thomas even did an official draw, he put a shirt he on, he a shirt and actually on videoed everything. himself doing the draw. Honestly, it's a glorious thing. You need to get yourself. We're down to, in there, we're down to
0: the quarterfinals now and everything. Yeah. And I tell you what, Ulster Fry versus Full English in the quarterfinals. Now there's Ooh, a gun there's a fucking grudge what. match. <laughs>
1: That's like the northern. That's like the fucking protocol played out on plates. No <laughs> it really good. is.
0: Although uh, I'm gonna have to. I've got issues that Ulster fry full English and full Irish have all made it to the quarterfinals because it I just says it a lot a- about
1: how much people love a fried breakfast, doesn't it's it? To be
0: honest, Fund- fundamentally the same thing. But yeah, anyway. just with
1: extra bits on the side.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm I'm throwing my full weight behind uh, either huevos rancheros or a breakfast burrito. Shout.
1: Yeah. I saw Top Gun last night, by the way. Speaking oh, of American things. I've
0: heard it's really good. Weirdly, uh, a security <laughs> guard outside my hotel um struck up an entirely unnatural conversation about Tom Cruise and Top Gun for some reason. Um he was and he spoke very he was very enthusiastic and complimentary about it. So
1: um it is absolutely stupid. Well, I should fucking hope but- so. I mean, even more like more stupid to the power of 10 (laughs) than the original, right? Yeah. But it's fucking ace. It's a great... You can see why you held out and wanted to lose it in the cinema. It's a good two hours to spend in a cinema. And this is
0: the thing. There are films I watched. Obviously, I've watched a lot of films that have been in the cinema recently over the last, you know, 20 to 23 hours. On the planet you know I've, I've watched some films absolutely in in the manner in which they were intended to be seen you know i watched dune which i mean that's definitely the best way to watch that film is in a you know a seven inch sort of and to be fair to it at least they didn't they didn't cut off the they made they left it widescreen but that just made it even smaller um but absolutely the way it, was <laughs> it just intended.
1: made it really thin <laughs> it's just really thin and tiny <laughs> But yeah, but yeah, I saw June in the cinema because that was the last that's time I went to, the to
0: Fucking watch it, yeah.
1: Because I, I, I had to, I remember, I had to drop my wife off somewhere. I, I think it was mm. like a works do, so I dropped her and went to watch June and went to pick her up. Fantastic. And then she slept all the way home in the car because you know that's what that's what, that's you what know, you do, wine yeah. does to people. But um, Indeed. yeah, but it's completely stupid. What I will say is, there's a forty-six-year-old man who's just quit mm-hmm. the gym. Not mm-hmm. good for the ego. <laughs> the, the, there's a scene when Tom is on the, you know, the obvious, there's a lot of fan service in there. I'm Plus not there spoiling is. too much when I say there's a bit with the playing a ball game at the tops off. I mean, and you see Tom, you're like, for fuck's sake,
0: really 60, that man.
1: I think he was 57 oh, when the film was made, or 57. You, know, oh, you know, that's okay. It's, it's ridiculous. He's not normal though, is he? Not, on so no, many he's levels, he's
0: a strange bloke, anyway. Yeah,
1: anyway, yeah. So we're on patient.com, two quid, you can get you know, you don't get cinema reviews, but you do get no. access to the World Cup of Breakfast and you can review the World Cup of Pork, if that's your thing. Yeah. You also get the episode and all that. Two quid, 20 quid for the year, or oh, it's five quid a month for the VIP, where you get invited to the special area where we have a go at naming you as a player biography, or it's 50 quid for the year. Come along and join. Um, we've had one this week. We've had a person who's, who's, who's gone from a who's upped it he's gone this guy's gone from a two quid a month and he said sod it i'm doing 50 quid for the year he's done it he he slapped it down and said and committed his future to it so i'd like to say thank you to robert maher i think it's either maher or maher m-a-h-e-r i would say i never
0: know i'm gonna i would say
1: ma anyway Uh, so Robert, 48th in line to the british throne uh, yep. Six foot six Lock Robert rejected his gentry status to pursue his dream of playing rugby league for Workington Town. Lovely. However, his private education was not big on northern geography and he mistakenly ended up in Wakefield. Oh, no. Where he played 12 games for Wakefield Trinity before his career was ended by a freaking freak incident where he did his ACL furiously kicking a tin of corned beef after he'd lost the key that opens it.
0: Look, it can happen to the best of us.
1: Yeah. He returned after this, his rugby league career in tatters. He returned to the family pile where he was immediately disinherited.
0: I mean, as as was always going to be the way.
1: Be Oldest honest. story zero, in the world, innit? Zero Oldest tolerance for that in shit. <laughs> zero tolerance for rugby league, corned beef kicking, or any yeah. Such shenanigans. Yeah.
0: Any 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 pro-northern. Daily Mirror style stuff. No time. Although stories. I must be
1: said, uh, any kind of anti corned beef behavior will not be tolerated around me. Kicking a tin <laughs> is a high sign of disrespect. <laughs> Shout out, please. Request to Gavin Thomas if you're listening. Can we do the World Cup of Tinned Meats? <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is, uh, I thought we were doing the World Cup of Ice Cream next. Is so, that what's next? You know. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. But Let me say like... this controversial opinion right now Irish, yeah. um, not in Irish, Italian ice cream, a little bit of shit.
0: Um, I've had real good gelato in Italy, but I've had real bad gelato in Italy.
1: I've been to Italy and I've had good gelato, and I am telling you, it's overrated. Compared to a proper dairy custard-based British, you know, European, Northern European ice cream. Brexit ice cream. (laughs) It's no good. (laughs) Uh. But I'm putting that out there right now. But obviously, I, again, as you stated before, I am just one vote. you just one vote in this. Exactly. It's one vote. It's one, Although I, one I do, vote. Although I think
0: the, the World Cup of Ice Cream, rather than getting bogged down in sort of gelato and Ben and Jerry's and all of that sort of stuff, we're going to limit the World Cup of Ice Cream to things that could potentially be sold out of an ice cream van. Okay. Or a, or, a, or or you know a super, uh, a Petra or a, well, I was going to say? Drugs are <laughs> one single single fags are going to be in there. Um, that's going to be really hard to beat for me. Um <laughs> yeah, uh, so yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. I, I I look forward to sort of telling people how shit feasts are but when you when it Mr. Whippy,
1: it. of course, is Thatcherite, isn't it? That's one of the oh, greatest in really? the world. Yeah, she was. She was a chemist, wasn't she? Oh, Of course, yes. Before she became a destroyer mm. of worlds, and she, yeah. um, she was part of the team that developed Mister Whippy ice cream. It could be an urban myth, but it's it's a it's a it's a no. I mean, it's, it's enough
0: to put, it's enough to put me off a of ninety nine. I'll tell you that for nothing. I'll tell
1: you that much, yeah. Did your ice cream van when he come round with a ninety nine? Did he have dips? No, like you no, could dip really. it into like nuts oh, no. or or kale. Oh, dip,
0: dip it into nuts. It could sprinkle hundreds of thousands on it, but that was about it.
1: Did you in the north we called it Lai. Do you know what that is?
0: I've got absolutely no idea what that is.
1: They, they got some fancy like things. They do something called rainbow crystals, like the kind of sour, sugary, purple and multicolored. Oh sh- right, it's not sherbet. It's like coloured sugar, but it's a bit sour and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know what they're called
0: in the south. I just know them called, as those
1: in around in, in my part I like, K-Li is called Kly. It's called God knows why, but it is probably a brand name from years gone by. Probably but, uh, is, yeah. Not to be confused with sherbet, of course. Fruit anyway, flavor, fruit flavoured like. sherbet crystals. Fascinating. Very yeah. So yeah, sometimes so some of the no, 90, we didn't eat, have anything like that. The ice cream vans around here was nuts or hundreds of thousands, and that, and they'd like they'd do like one quarter of it in each, and you get this like cornucopia, this smorgasbord and, like, of like weird sugar. toppings. Fantastic. Yeah. That
0: sounds amazing.
1: And also, eating the 99, I would push the flake into the handle of the cone, are you with me?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll do that you get and then to... like
1: kind of sort of like, yeah, a, like yeah, yeah, a sort yeah. of like crispy hot dog of chocolate. Exactly.
0: <laughs> the crispy hot dog of chocolate has to be the episode title.
1: I was going um, to go for a protocol of plagues, but I think that is that. Like,
0: right? <laughs> either of them, I'd be happy with them. Um, yeah, I mean, it's still going to be tough to beat a single fag for me, but... Uh... Uh, <laughs> yes. I don't as a more, title
1: in case people get the very wrong yeah, right yeah, yeah. so.
0: oh I'll tell you what man, going to America and smoking again for a week is just an absolute minefield for that, especially when you're <laughs> with other British people yeah. because the numbers because you just go fag and then somebody in American looks at you weird and then you realise that obviously that means something very 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 different over there it does yeah and
1: and yet you can't out, that's yourself. out of order, buddy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it's not as good absolutely. as violating a woman's right to choose at every fucking turn, though, is it? You can't, yeah, you can't. yeah, <laughs> <laughs> have that. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, Sweet right. So, yeah. that's thank Robert. Thank you for joining yes. our VIP patron area. If, if any of you want that treat and the spin offs that come from it, then you know where to go. Go to patreon.comslurge blood and wood and use your digits to mash in some things and, and just oh, hand over yeah. some money. So all you got to do. It's quite simple, really. do not even real money. It's like digital stuff. It's
0: pretend money. All money. You can, do it,
1: you can pay 20 quid out of the way for the year. It's wonderful stuff. they got rid
0: of the gold standard, it all became pretend money. Yeah. So don't worry about it. It's
1: on a page, isn't it? It'll, it'll yeah. all be fucking digital pictures of monkeys the, in 20 years' the, time. What are you worried about? So, shall we begin as we always begin with the player spotted? <laughs> yes. Now... We'll come to this in the news in a bit more detail. However, we have come on to record this the day after the death of the incredibly sad death of the legend that is Phil Bennett. Indeed. So I thought no better way to start paying homage to the great man than, and I'm making no apologies for this, than, than <laughs> digging believe. up my favourite ever the player spot again. The best ever player spot. And the ancillary-related player spotted that, that went with it a few, a yeah, few yeah, yeah, later. Yeah. So those of you who don't, let's let's go from the beginning again. Chris Broad emailed in sometime Mm -hmm. a few years ago, not the former England batsman. He said, I was at Underhill Park in Mumbles some years ago and I saw there was a cricket match going on. I guess I was aged around eight or nine. It must have been around about 1994. I was having a kickabout with my brother, growing up in a rugby-mad household and owning a copy of the classic BBC 101 Greatest Ever Tries. Yeah, I noticed one of the cricketers looked familiar, and it was none other than the legend that is Mister Phil Bennett. I had to get his autograph. Thought Chris, rather than ask him to sign the rugby ball we were playing with, which would have been the obvious choice, but obviously <laughs> would have rendered it unplayable, wouldn't it? That Chris, so I get, I get it. Nine-year-old logic, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I scavenged some paper that, that he could sign from somewhere in the park, ending up it being a Chinese takeaway lid complete with grease stain <laughs> from a nearby <laughs> bin asking him if i could get his autograph please which of course he did
0: absolute gent
1: yeah so not only did he say no i am not fucking signing that you little bastard no because he's <laughs> Phil Bennett he signed
0: Bennett, he, went, he signed a dirty chinese takeaway lid retrieved from a bin what, more, that, can what yeah. more can you say what more can you say
1: a few months after that nick broad email nick broad emails <laughs> in relation to this he it said did. A few pods ago, when recalling the Chinese curry lid, you asked for someone who could remind you who sent the player spotted in. And I can be very clear that it was my younger brother, the boy legend Chris Broad. Says Nick, um, I was there when he scampered off to get something for Phil to sign, and had to make awkward conversations to fill the time. I would have been about fifteen or sixteen, a bit older. So all the co- so all conversations, understandably at this time with adults, was awkward. But yeah. the sight of my much younger brother rifling through a bin at the same time led to test level mm-hmm. awkwardness mm-hmm. of the chat. Both Phil mm-hmm. and I recoiled momentarily in horror when Chris <laughs> proffered <laughs> the greasy <laughs> yellow stained curry lid. But Phil quickly recovered, he just took it and signed it with a lovely little message you, and an like autograph. Killing. He said that even on the greasy lid, the pen never faltered, for it was Phil Bennett's pen. Um, he said, a quick, a... all the best, lads, and he was on his way. Chris still has that curry lid somewhere, and it has never gone off or mouldy, which says a hell of a lot about the, 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 ki- the type of Chinese being served <laughs> up in mumbles at this time.
0: Oh, I love that. Absolute legend. I bet he had a nice yeah. pen as
1: well. Nice pen as well.
0: Probably a Mont Blanc.
1: Oh yeah. Or even if the thing is with Phil, even if he had the worst, like a cheap knockoff bick, he would still yeah, yeah. probably it produce something still... beautiful. Wouldn't? Yeah. Tom Edwards says brilliant cricketer as well, was Benny. Played for Velling Cricket Club. Apparently, nobody ran a single to him. Yeah, I can I can well imagine can that. Believe that. He definitely did, did give off that I'm brilliant at every sport All that sports. you want to give me a yeah. go at, Phil Bennett, didn't he? Yeah. So, I suppose this moves us on to the news, doesn't it? It
0: does. It does.
1: Uh, um, yeah. And the news is, of course, that Phil Bennett has died. 73
0: is no fucking age, is it? No
1: fucking age at all. I work in adult social care. I'm not giving much to a to say that. When people say, if I say to somebody, who's this service? Year? How old is he? 73. I said, God, he's young, isn't he? Because yeah. we're dealing with people 85 plus regularly now. That's what, 90 plus a lot of time. Yeah. 73 is no age at all.
0: None at all, and it's just, just real fucking sad, man. Like, what an, what an icon, what a legend, what a. Well,
1: I think if you were to reduce what people think Welsh rugby <laughs> yeah. is into it's him. Yeah, a yeah, single yeah. avatar, yeah, it's 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 not Barry John, it's not even no. more than Gareth Edwards. I think it, yeah, it is no, Phil Bennett,
0: it is. because well, I I said it on Twitter, but it, like. He is single-handedly responsible for the incredibly damaging and stupid like, mindset that a lot of the Welsh public have, that your fly-off has to be a runner. Because that's how fucking good Phil Bennett was, that he, he, he basically ruined all other fly-offs for Wales in the eyes of the Welsh public for the next 40 years. Because nobody can play like he played.
1: No, I've written that myself. It's a can. I think a lot of Welsh rugby fans forget that he's one of the best players to ever play this sport ever in 150 years. So yeah, funnily enough, you've struggled (laughs) to replace him (laughs) as anybody would. Yeah,
0: and and plenty. You know that's why everybody's fucking got frothy about Jiffy. And why everybody got excited about Arnold Thomas and why everybody got excited about James Hook and Callum Sheedy. And the list goes on and on and fucking all the way through to, you know, current generation of players like the Welsh public still has this hugely romanticized notion of, you know, even some of like Jared Evans, you know, like hmm. people have this hugely romanticized notion of what the Welsh outside half should be. And it's fucking Phil Bennett. It's not, and it's not Barry John. You know, Barry John might be the greatest fly off to ever play the game. But he's still. I don't think like, he is.
1: I think Phil Bennett's a better I, player than Barry John. I mean, what, the, I mean obviously, I wasn't Phil around watching them week in, week out. But.
0: No. But like Phil, but the thing is, this thing Barry John retired, the fucking king, the greatest player, the greatest fly off to ever fucking walk the earth. And then Phil Bennett came along and made Wales not miss Barry John. And that, yeah, that, that in that's itself is the greatest fucking achievement in
1: itself. Yeah, people just went, oh, <laughs> yeah. wow, okay, oh, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> for... I'm How spoiled we were. It was like we went Barry, John, Phil Bennett. No wonder Wales has a hugely fucked up relationship with the outside off position. And it's all because of him, because of what a fantastically, stunningly unique player he was. Nobody could run like that. Like, nobody could yeah, run, like and the nobody really, run like that. Yeah, the highlights
1: really. Now. You could argue, kind of, well, if you, you can find any jinking sort of player and the highlights reel would look incredible. So, in fact, it's where he did it and how often he did yeah, it. And yeah. also, I think a lot of reports you read and a lot of other stuff that you watch, he was just a complete master at that position. His kicking was great. His touch-finding was great. All he managed games well. His support line running was ridiculous. Unbelievably you know? good. It, it, yeah. it,
0: it's impossible to to over-eulogise about him, really, to be honest, because he just, he was one of the great, like you say, one of the very best players to play rugby union in its 150-odd year history. You know, and, and, a, and a fucking nice bloke as well, by all accounts. That's the most well, That I was going to
1: say, given, given how he played, it's rather ironic that he was an unswervingly decent man, wasn't he? There was no, <laughs> nothing swerving yeah. about him. He, he seems to be straight down the line. He stuck really close to his local and his pro club. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he also, he obviously was asked his opinion a lot. Became a pundit. Didn't really, compared to others, didn't really fall back on his on a lot of the in my day stuff in the way other people no did. I'm, you know he, I'm, which I'm, he must have he wanted must, to because he must have gone compared. You know, you, you must sit there thinking, compared to me, all this that's lot that's of that's fucking, fucking shit. shit. Are you yeah. asking me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and also, like you know, there's there's so many ex players from that era who were never far away from a fucking journalistic dictaphone over the last five or ten years either. Yes. Especially when Wales were not playing sexy 70s rugby under Warren Gatland. Like, plenty of that generation were happy to talk absolute cock, to be blunt, <laughs> to, to a journalist for an easy clickbait story. And Benny never did that. Like, he never... like He, he seemed to have no interest in Torching people for to sort of inflate his own legend, you know, which I think is rare in itself.
1: Scotsman Peter Elder says, even though it was against Scotland, I could watch the Phil Bennett track for the 1977 on a loop, unsurpassed genius. That was One probably the, the best, the best example of what his sidestep was, because it wasn't just the technicality that he could do; it's the it's the, it's speed, the speed of the brain it. to do yeah. it. He could, he almost had a three, he had like a matrix three sixty view <laughs> of what did. was going yeah, on around yeah, him. Yeah.
0: And it's that it's that rare thing that you know some play, you know, players do have it, but very few players really do have it. Is that ability to change direction without losing any pace or like to be that balanced that you can step while in stride, which it's a very, you know, Shane could do it, Hmm. but like very few other players can do it that, and Shane can do it as well as Phil Bennett could. I don't think anyone, pretty much nobody can.
1: There's a line I trot out at these times, which people have heard before, which is that, you know, a person never really dies until the last person who loved them dies, which is, always gives me comfort in such times. But I think um when you listen to the outpouring of stuff about Phil Bennett from all corners of the world, really. Yeah. You know, there's a reason why people, you know, sports people don't really die because they're just remembered yeah. forever. And and yeah. And even you know, some people remember for the wrong reasons, aren't they? But I think the thing with him will just remembered as a fucking outstanding rugby player who was probably an even better person, judging by all reports. Yeah, which and, is something—it's you know, it's one it's hell of a, of a thing eulogy, to leave isn't behind, isn't it?
0: Yeah, exactly. It's like how many people can are honestly going to be able to say that when all is said and done? And you know what? An epitaph, what a fitting way to sort of to remember his his impact of the game, both on that and off the field.
1: Yes, will be much missed, much missed. But it's been lovely to spend a couple of days remembering it has, it really everything he did. In some ways, which is definitely. Um, is there anything else on Phil Bennett? I think we've probably
0: no. I mean, I, you know, one of his greatest, you know, moments in a rugby jersey was, of course, that that nineteen seventy three Barbarians game um against the All Blacks with the try, of course. Which he was heavily involved in. Um, Again, he had no right to step his way out of there. No, it's just madness. <laughs> Fucking outrageous. absolute madness. Yeah, uh, and we definitely won't see anything anywhere near as good as that when the Barbarians take on England this Saturday. Uh, yep. I took them England Sea, or whatever the fuck they're going to call them. Um, but the teams out, the Barbarians team's out, and it is definitely fun.
1: Before we move on to that, and talking yes. of England, and speaking of people in their seventies, that yes. Danny Care's been called.
0: for this purely because you know the game takes place the day after the premiership final and so Ben Young's won't be available so Mm -hmm. you know Danny Kess literally there to hold tackle bags this week a
1: placeholder yeah
0: yeah there's no way it's done man fucking (laughs) everyone getting real excited about it and it's like lads so Barbar uh, sorry you were talking about Barbarian team uh Fun parts are uh, a Will Skelton, George Crews, second row. That's there's a lot of beef there. There um, is um, a Cretan, Bottier, Olivon back row, which is just
1: oh, oh yes. Olivon's playing eight, isn't he? Captain yeah,
0: Olivon's playing eight. True. Bottier's at seven, and Cretan's at six, which is just oh, extremely yes. Um there's some fun in the backs. Obviously, Vaca Towers playing 13, Damien Pano's 14. Um, amazingly, um, Siku Makalu, yes, mm. that one, is number 23 on the bench. Yes. Yeah.
1: So, where <laughs> on earth?
0: Which implies that he might play in the back somewhere.
1: I'm guessing um, he'll come really into the back row guy. and Bottier will move back to the where he should be.
0: I would imagine so, but wouldn't it be fun
1: to? Well, let's just stick, imagine for a second. Stick him at twelve
0: for a minute. Just stick him at twelve <laughs> for a minute. What? It's the fucking barbarians. You might as well. Yeah. Um, and yeah.
1: Anyway, uh, just... A friend of the pod and host of last week, co-host last week, Regarth Jones, who was an un, you know, an, an, an unseeming love. Yeah, yeah it's to Matthew McAlew, has yeah. has been already very excited in in the chat. <laughs> I about mean, that.
0: I'm very excited. G- genuinely. Imagine if they just play him at 12 five minutes.
1: Yeah. 15, All fifteen, just anything.
0: The last ten minutes, just stick McAlew at twelve.
1: It's the bar bars. It literally ends. doesn't matter. Doesn't There's nothing in the matter. sporting world that matters less than no. a bar bars game, really. At the moment, I mean, it does no, in some it... ways because everyone, it's a bit of a laugh, and you can get a ticket yeah. to watch England if you want one. But yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, move it on, right? Indeed. Um, any more news from you? Uh,
0: they've revealed that the they say they've revealed the new format of the champions cup they haven't because it's just broadly the same as this season however they have confirmed that um which i guess we all knew already but um south african teams will be playing in europe next year which is pretty fucking wild really when you think about it um Mm. they're doing that stupid thing that they did this year where they just have two ladders of they have two pools of 12 um and then they play four rounds of matches uh in the pool stages where basically the top two the top two ranked teams not from your country will place the two bottom ranked teams in that pool from another country. It's just so it's fucking stupid. Uh, there, was, there, there was a time when there was pools that what made sense, but occasionally, very, very occasionally, one of the big dicks wouldn't get out of their pool because they'd be in with some and so to remove all that, we now have this absurd thing where two you have two pools of twelve and basically half of the team. It's, it's basically an excuse to remove the Welsh clubs and then move on. So
1: <laughs> I am um, I I don't I, I am it. very I solidly so much. still behind my strategy and policy of I'm not paying any attention to this until somebody really rolls out a knockout round. At some point, no, sorry, I will pay attention and I'll enjoy the games that are on, but yeah. I'm not going to try and work out the permutations of this in 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 any way, shape, or no. So.
0: Because you had the situation last year where Bristol only played one game and somehow got through to the last sixteen.
1: Because so I was pulling a face uh, there because my knee went very funny. I do probably wondering why I was suddenly that's, going. That's just what happened. It's because my knee twinged just, just from being about, sat down. Just doesn't about, to, this doesn't happen to Tom Cruise, let me tell yeah. you. Because some maybe. fucking alien from the sky has blessed him with good I abs. Say, maybe,
0: maybe it does, but then he just has somebody there to just massage it better instantly. He just goes
1: clear and it all goes away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, yes. It's so
0: fucking Well, I Stephen suppose the
1: big news is it. that Africa are in, which was always going to fucking happen anyway. Yeah, it was.
0: And, um, you know, it's going to be wow. really funny watching people underestimate the South African teams like some people did in the in the urk this season, and then watched them turn over some fucking big dicks in France and England because they underestimated just how many large men there are in South Africa.
1: Yes. Yeah, the news uh we saw that Sam Wainwright has been called up to the Wales squad, hasn't he? Um of Saracens. Yes. Who, it wasn't was a sign from he was signed, he was signed from RGC. Um, yes Back then, and I think somebody did make the point that he's um, that he's been called up to a Wales Club before he's even got a Wikipedia page, which is a very rare thing in, in the modern. Yeah, time. I mean,
0: it doesn't even. You haven't even then got time to sort of, you know. My is mate.
1: True story. My dad's mates with his dad. They're drinking the same pub, and they live in the same village in North Wales, and um, his dad's massive as well. And his his dad's not a huge rugby fan. He think his sons ended up playing whatever. And my dad said to him, "He's gonna struggle there, and he's he's, having your debut in South Africa is not much fun for a prop, is it?" And his dad was like, "Why is he gonna be bad?" He was like, "My dad's like, yes, yes, (laughs) Yes, it's going to be very bad. bad. Yes, real bad. You're gonna lose by about seventy points, and you're all gonna get fucking bent like pretzels for the whole time (laughs) that that he's there." I said, "Bloody hell, dad!"
0: (laughs) I mean, he's not wrong, to be fair. But yeah, it does just show that Wayne Pivak is just easily like a shiny thing of someone who's appeared in the Welsh, in the English premiership that happens to have Welsh and he's, connection. he's, he's an inst- he's an instant fucking cap if you're Wayne Pivak. I'll tell
1: you what though, quietly, quietly, that I you know, I don't notice on the quiet, Reese Carey's getting a lot better.
0: I mean, he's got a lot better since he's gone away from Wales. But, That's what I'm like, saying.
1: He's been allowed to go back I mean, to his it, club, and he's been yeah. he pretty well, and maybe playing there pretty is well. Some,
0: there maybe there is some method to that to the madness there, but you know, we'll see.
1: Yeah, no, and, and that that wasn't me saying anything about um, Pivar. No, 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 it's no, more no. about his character. I, I, I completely you, of, you know, I don't don't,
0: agree. Carry you, has, imp- has Very got young away and got for a better.
1: prop. You forget, don't you? You know, some yeah, freakish he, props come through at 22, fully formed or whatever, but. Um, I think he might be a late bloomer, as most props really are, or should.
0: Be. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, he's he's more less a late bloomer and more just a, of his time bloomer. Because, like, you know, he was extremely young when he came into the
1: hmm. whale
0: setter, because you know he was fucking massive, and Wales don't yeah. have many fucking massive men. And so <laughs> Gatland was like, well, you know, I'll get him in the squad and see what he's fucking made of. And he went to the World <laughs> Let's Cup. Let's have
1: a look at him. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was <laughs> like Adam Jones, we'll play him for twenty minutes and bring him off in the first half. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but you know, it's like he's only twenty-four now. He was literally nineteen twenty. Saying, yeah. You know, he's 19, 20 years old when he went to that in, world. In Cup. prop
1: years, that's like he's like age four.
0: Yeah. And all he and, but all, he's all he 30,
1: was required for a prop's doing the real business, aren't he? Easy.
0: You? And he's also one of those things that it was just like, Well, yeah, bring him on for 10, 15 minutes at the end of a game and like, just let him run at people because he's six foot three and he's fucking 130 kilos. Like, fuck it. and see what happens. And that was all he had to do under Gatland. And then Pivak came along and he's like, Oh, well, you're going to start now, then yeah. And he's like, Whoa, <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't think I'm ready for that, chief. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, and he had that dreadful season. Se- like, he had that season at Saracens where it obviously just went very badly for him. Yeah. Um, and I think that set him back quite a bit as well. Any more news? Um, no, not really. I mean, most of the news is just, as usual, we say it's news, it's, it's opinion masquerading as
1: news. <laughs> so that brings us to the end of the news and takes us to the start of our talk about the weekend, where we say goodbye to our non patron listeners while Hello. we talk about well, the weekend semis. Get started at one of our local financial centres or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Shall we... Um, there's still weeks. Of the two, there's still two weeks of the top 14 as Hollywood. They will not be outdone, that league, no, no, they? they will and that's just a normal season for them. The
0: bitter, bitter end. I'm pretty sure France played Japan. Before the top fourteen final, it's something absurd. Oh, if that's
1: normal. Their summer yeah. they are always starting while the league's still running. It's insane. Um Right then, that is the end of that. So let's sh- shall we finish on shit? Good. I think we should. Yeah. Shit. Phil Bennett is dead, but we've covered that. <laughs> yes. Have you got any shit?
0: Um, Stuart Bonds and and Eddie Butler and anyone else with a shit opinion on Welsh rugby that doesn't actually <laughs> have anything. In any way sensible to offer in terms of suggestions, I'd fix. And fix I, I,
1: I I read the Eddie Butler thing, and now I I put it out of my mind so quickly. I can't remember what he said. It was something really stupid, though, it was, wasn't it?
0: It was it was it was apocalyptically thick because it was basically saying that uh, if Wales can't afford professional rugby players, then they should get rid of all the professional teams. Um, let all the uh, let all the internationals go. To play in England and France and elsewhere, and then just return the the game in Wales to an amateur club based game. And I just I, like, it imagine the like,
1: amount of sounds like a, though, it yeah.
0: sounds like I've got it wrong because
1: it's <laughs> yeah, genuinely surely, stupid. No, because, yeah. like,
0: it's one of the thickest things anyone's ever said about Welsh rugby because on, because even a moron will go, Well, that's not going to work, is it?
1: Yeah, but literally take us back in time to 1994,
0: yeah. is what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's basically, except instead of going north, all your players will just go to England and France. And but then they won't, but then there won't be actually a top tier of rugby because they'll all be playing amateur rugby or semi professional rugby. So there'll be no pathway to actually bring forward the next generation of good Welsh players without them going to England. It's he went to a,
1: Oxford, it's... that
0: fucker. He, went to... <laughs> he, he also went to apartheid South Africa just to see what it was like. So, you know, it's, it's, it's not... Who hasn't done
1: that? Who he hasn't... He <laughs> hasn't, <he laughs> hasn't gone to somewhere yeah. difficult who, just to Who, wouldn't, who right.
0: wouldn't take their word for it, you know? Okay,
1: well, um, it I've been to some really bad nightclubs to see what they were like, but I
0: don't think yeah, that's the same it's thing. A <laughs> it's a bit different, isn't it? <laughs> oh, So, and yeah, and fucking Stuart Barnes saying that Football will become Wales' national sport if they do all right in Qatar in the World Cup next year. It's like, have you literally just, have you not looked at Wales since the 1980s when you left?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Just because Wales Online are obsessed with rugby doesn't mean the whole country isn't, most of the country isn't playing football. And supporting English, mostly English football teams, especially in certain parts. In the, of
0: the valleys, country. I genuinely don't think I saw a rugby ball until I was about eight years old. <laughs> in. Like, yeah, it's what honestly, man. Yeah. Just, just stop talking about it. Stop having an opinion about it. And unless, yes. unless you've got something non-fucking shitting your pants level <laughs> to say about it,
1: what else have we got in <sighs> shit? Mary Williams gets in touch. Um... She says, shit, is Brazilian rugby only banning a male ref for a month after he shared explicit pictures of female black players he had previously black. dated? Fucking hell. Unbelievably Ended fucking up in games that these players are playing he's, in. He's
0: actually playing in, man. I mean, so there's a whole thing
1: up. about what the fuck are you doing as a ref dating players anyway? Exactly. Before yeah. you even get into the despicable, the ethical issue of that, before you get into the despicable behaviour afterwards. It's, Honestly.
0: It's fucking, I just... She just say that
1: she just said it good, though, is Nigeria rugby is finally beginning to sort themselves out with a new office in Abuja and uh, generally starting to get their shit together. So that's nice. Good. That's got some potential, and not it? We can get that off the ground, Nigeria.
0: Big time. I mean, they've already got sexy kits. so...
1: Yes, yes.
0: Half the battle, in my opinion. Harley
1: Worthy said, Oxford isn't as full of bright people as you think. It's exactly as full as rich people, though. I'll I, I whisper this, right? I meet a lot of doctors... Like medical yeah. doctors yeah. through my work and through some network. I'm always amazed by how not very bright a lot of doctors are. <laughs> and I, and I don't, it? and I think it's because they have to know so much about not doctoring. Much
0: much. Yeah. 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 Which is understandable, right? Because right, it's dead yeah, hard that they
1: yeah. don't see it's they don't seem to have a lot of contextual knowledge. I'll put it that way. Not all of them, of yeah. course. And I'm sorry, are doctors out there. But not, not all doctors, but I, yeah, I'm always surprised by, I don't know, how little of the kind of wider world in which they work in doctors. Anyway, I'll stop. I wish no, I but I think this is true. Day, you isn't?
0: spend too much, if you spend too much time focusing on something, it, it, it limits your ability to learn about other things. Oh,
1: Dr. Alan McDonald says, I feel both seen and attacked. I'm very sorry, Alan. But yeah, you're obviously infinitely fucking cleverer than me, pal. But yeah, it's, um, I'm just making, trying to make myself feel better for doing sociology at t um, <laughs> Adam LaGroove gets in touch. Hello, Adam. He says, shit, is Iron Maiden at the Download Festival on Saturday. One of my favourite bands bollocksing up every song was like watching a once-great fly half of a career-ending shocker.
0: See, I know someone whose favourite band is Iron Maiden who went to that set Mm -hmm. and posted on instagram afterwards about how fucking amazing they were so it just (laughs) it just shows you know life is a very subjective
1: thing um yes have you still got three guitarists maiden they had the replacement lineup and everything yannick Gers is still is back with them and adrian murray and no, Dave Murray and Adrian Smith. Dave
0: Murray, yeah, yeah, that's a lot of. Think about how much noodling there—that's a lot of fucking
1: guitar to be noodling, isn't it? Quietly, it's one too many. It is. It's definitely one too many. Yeah, I do love Dave Murray though. He seems a bit of a twat, but a lovely guitarist when he's not fucking everything up, according to Adam. Indeed. Uh, what have we got here? Adam Fletcher gets in touch. Says, "Shit is the fact that South Africa's COVID regulations mean the Cape Town Stadium for the IRK final can only be fifty percent full." No, oh,
0: that is a shame. That's
1: a bit shit. I mean, generally would it would yeah. it have been a sellout? I don't know enough about how engaged the South African market is at this stage. Two South African teams? You'd have thought so. Though, you'd have you? thought so, man. man.
0: Especially when was the last time two South African teams contested contested Super Rugby? You know, has that ever happened? I don't know if it has Like I feel like uh, that's why I think it's a good fucking moment for Mm. all of that stuff because it's it could be a you know a a, a time where they really embrace because how many times have we seen sort of empty stadia for South African club games over the last couple of years? It's a bit like uh, quite a few
1: empty seats of the RDS, wasn't there?
0: I mean, yeah, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that whole fucking thing
1: hands out hamish allen gets in touch he says shit is packing up the house for a move after 15 years the last time we did it we had a two-year-old and a newborn which was a fucking breeze by comparison he <laughs> said and by the way coat hangers are cunts we've got over 150 of the fuckers which is in storage space you don't need <laughs> but don't ever think about word to the wise don't buy your kids clothes yeah that's a very wise point that yeah um yeah no he said, shit he said really also sick, shit right? as well is that I was yeah. doing the above during an early summer heatwave in Portugal and the mercury hit 39 degrees Celsius. With every pint of sweat that pushed out of my Scottish blood was whispering to me, you don't fucking belong here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you're going back to Scotland, are you, Hamish? Or is it it's another part of your jet-set life, you're going somewhere else? But, yeah, co-hangers, man.
0: Too many. Also, like, you get to a point in your life where you're just like, I just want all of the same coat hanger now because this is true and so i'm just gonna buy a load of the same one so that i don't have to fucking so it all looks neat and tidy and everything hangs in the right way and all that and suit coat
1: hangers take up too much space they're both broad and curved
0: yeah it's too much it's too much i hate them like (laughs) but what do you do the have you throwing away coat hangers is one of the most challenging things you'll ever because like you try getting them in a bag or a box I finally like, got just...
1: to break them down into pieces. Yeah. Like, oh, then but then you put them in a carrier bag and the fucking hook comes straight through the bag.
0: Exactly, yeah. It ends they're, up like
1: some kind of like medieval so like, torch.
0: Then you got to put them in a box and they, good luck finding a box big enough to fucking contain 150 fucking smashed up plastics. It's too much.
1: What I've noticed, there's hardly anything of mine goes up since lockdown. Yeah. I'm just, t- everything comes off the line and just gets folded up. Because people oh, do yeah. see this much of you, don't they? Hundred percent.
0: I haven't. Um, I literally going to to Nam was like the longest extended period that I've worn inverted commas work attire since <laughs> since twenty twenty, easy, and work attire for me is just you know a shirt and a t shirt. <laughs> okay, it's it's very, but it, it's I, still the. Uh, fury that i felt when i had to iron a shirt to get to every morning it was too much what are we doing ironing stuff guys we live in the future it's too much Uh,
1: matt herbert says meanwhile back at the rugby matt herbert says shit is northampton choking probably our most winnable game at welford road this season You simply can't mess up that many scoring chances there. No, you can't. You can't do that anywhere, Matt. I want to make the point. No, no. It's not exclusive to Welford Road. You can't perform like that anywhere again. No. Can you pass that on? (laughs) Um, He says, good though. He says, I'm happy Leicester got the win for the Youngs family. I hope they can go all the way and beat Sarri's in the final. I think that's why I'd like Leicester to win, actually. Just to bring a bit of joy to them Youngs brothers, who seem like nice lads. They do. We can for all have a fact. laugh at Ben Young's international career, which is a joke because he's played international rugby 115 times, or fucking yeah. many times, is which is a hell of a lot more than me and you. But really? um, but you know, yeah, they seem like a nice family. Harley Worthy, who's been commenting, but he's also here, says shit is the ever more complicated Challenge Cup format. It's hard to get excited about this, and I'm a Cardiff fan. I mean, I imagine it's hard to get excited as a Cardiff fan about anything, isn't it? Harley? Oh, certainly after the way the
0: season ended, Jesus Christ.
1: Uh, Simon Clark says, "Shit, I think there's a real chance an Irish breakfast gets into the World Cup semis before an Irish rugby team does." <laughs> 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 yes, it's true. The Ulster fry may end up in the semis of the, yeah, the World Cup. And of the, breakfast. the Irish breakfast is there as well. It's all have yes. got two. Hang good on
0: a is the Ulster there?
1: fry different to Irish breakfast? For a certain Ulster. part of the Ulster community, I bet it very much is different. <laughs> but yeah, it's a <laughs>
0: Well, therein lies the stupidity of too many fucking breakfasts being in that wolf.
1: Oh my God. And what's the Welsh one about? Come on. Cockles on the side of it. I mean, that Fuck. is a total disgrace. Nobody wants
0: fucking cockles at the best of times. Certainly
1: <laughs> not. You don't want it next to a fucking runny egg, do you? What is. I <laughs> just had a bit of a fucking boke at the thought of that. Anna Ress says it makes a chuckle that it's, say, when you say Nam, it sounds like you're talking about when you were in Nam. You weren't there, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd be lying if I said that that joke doesn't get made an awful lot.
1: Have you been to Vietnam? I really want to go.
0: I've been to Nam, but... Not in that way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, somebody just clarified. Is an Ulster fry different to an Irish breakfast? Yes. Okay, but no Ulster fry has the potato fars on it, doesn't it? And soda bread, I think. I don't know what an Irish breakfast is. Um, <laughs> I'm assuming it's a fried breakfast with something. It's always something slight variation of of, of carbohydrates, isn't it?
0: Usually I'm looking. yeah, it, they basically vary. Well, every sensible person should just have a fucking hash brown
1: and get on with it. Um I Tell you what I've not had for years, right? And I was only thinking about this when I contemplated the World Cup of Breakfast, fried bread. <laughs> Honestly,
0: what happened to? Uh...
1: It just slowly moved away, didn't it? It's the only yeah. all of the governmental obesity plans. It's the only yeah. thing that fried bread is the only thing they managed to have got rid of. Everything else is still here.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm level
1: with you. I miss fried bread a bit. I love fried. Bread. I mean, it's it's even when you're eating it, you think there's something it's not right <laughs> about this, and yet it's it's delicious. Yeah, I'm so literally other... ringing out used like pan fat in my mouth with my teeth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the difference apparently uh, seemingly between an Irish breakfast mm-hmm. and Ulster Fry. Ulster Fry, of course, has got potato falls and soda bread. Um, yes, thank you. Irish breakfast has potato falls or uh, bubble and squeak sometimes, is apparently the addition.
1: I do like bubble and squeak, squeak on a breakfast. That's very Just a potato pancake. It, yes. So,
0: yeah. So, I mean, there's some very minor
1: variations there. Right. Okay. We're getting too much detail now. I'm getting comments that are confusing me, and I can't read and talk at the same time. So, what else we got? That shit. Finally, Sam Ashworth says, "Shit, (laughs) Skozen's handling. He couldn't have caught COVID.
0: No, incredible. That's just an incredible display of
1: madness. Almost admirable." Yeah, like I, I genuinely, genuinely
0: yeah. appreciate how bad he, he was.
1: <laughs> Should we move on to good? Yes, I'll start with good. A lot of time yeah. for this, right? Tommy Freeman, the Northampton mm-hmm. fullback, young man, yeah. obviously still finding his way. Not yeah. afraid of a one handed dab down when he scored that try. No. Just it quickly, whipped it down one hand, bang. Down,
0: down, down. Yeah, no messing. That didn't Could've happen in the.
1: Uh, was it the Bulls game where that young lad did try a one-handed dab down and completely fucked it? Yeah, it was awful. Well, that shouldn't put him off.
0: No, no. The future it shouldn't of put the game
1: hand. is in young lads well, not on. frightened of doing a one-handed dab down when they get yeah. into the uh, in-goal area.
0: If you can't, if you're too afraid to do a one-handed dab down, how are you ever going to be? Not it says a lot about dab. your character. Well, it's how are you ever going to not? Do a sort of spectacular NRL style fucking alley, <laughs> fucking exactly. one yes. You know, if you can't dab it down with one hand when you're just running in, how are you ever going to do that? Hollywood shit. Exactly.
1: Um, Callum Forsyth says, "Good listening to the live stream while restringing my brand new guitar. Why are you restringing it? If it's brand new with the bad strings that came with. Wrong gauge. What I mean, guitar is them. it? A lot of questions you. there."
0: I would always say the first thing you should do when you buy a new guitar is restring it because unless it's a very good guitar mm. and they're shipping it with like Diodarios or Elixirs or something like that, that if is. you buy any guitar from a, you know, that's made in, in China or Mexico or, you know, is under a, a couple of grand, the strings on it are not good. They're just there to basically make sure the card, the guitar works and you'll be infinitely—you'll be amazed at how much better the guitar will play with a proper set of decent strings, whether it's Ernie's or fucking Didarios or whatever.
1: You just simply do not get this advice like this on other rugby podcasts, do you? No, you, you don't. Simply don't get it.
0: You absolutely don't.
1: So, have you got any goods before you move on?
0: Uh, we've touched on it, but Ben Earl, man, fucking yes, bloody Ben Earl. Like people getting carried away about fucking Danny Care getting recalled for a game in which Ben Youngs is just purely not available for. But surely Ben you know, has got to get the call-up for the Australia squad. Surely, after all this. You would think like, so. Like, like he's literally, like, Eddie Jones is having a look at 30-year-old Sam Jeffries from Bristol. Like, he's that says to me that there is a huge fucking gaping void in the back row somewhere that a, a Ben Earl-shaped thing surely has to go into, surely. Watching
1: watch Northampton at the weekend, by the way, I came over all Peter K. So. Do, do you remember Piers Francis, eh? Remember <laughs> him? What was, that, what was that all about, eh?
0: <laughs> I mean, that, that Northampton team is stacked full of um, players that you'll forget played for England once.
1: <laughs> it, yeah. In, i mean yeah. is, is
0: front of, I, can't front of, I think wall still there fucking um lewis ludlum's there tamara harrison's there
1: he's george Fur- kind of present isn't he tamara harrison is well gone yeah but he's there. A- yeah fucking
0: uh george furbank's there you know it's there's some genuinely paul hill i think paul hill's still there like it's. I think he's moved on, hasn't he? I can't remember probably, anyway. But yeah, Tom yeah. was technically still there. Like, technically, yes. In spirit, at least. Like, there's so many. I mean, I'm Alex Mitchell's got fucking four caps and never been heard from a game written all over him. So,
1: <laughs> while Ben Youngs
0: plays until he's forty-five,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um but yes. Anyway. Not not so many goods this week from the populace. Everyone was in a foul mood. I had to like filter out the shits. It's like a, like a plethora, a waterfall of shits coming on. Indeed. Up. Um, not so good. as good. James Reese gets in touch. says, Good is me being accepted to start my secondary school training, teacher training in September. Nice. Don't let anyone in these days. Don't say that, James, about yourself. Well done for getting in there and hope that you have the career you wish for it to be. Well Indeed. done, to you. Reese not gets in touch. He says, Good is that barbar squad. Yes. Plus, it's managed by Galtier. Yes.
0: I forgot about that. Oh, that's even better, isn't it?
1: Patricia, lovely Patricia, friend of this pod and former co-host at times. Well, not former. She might still come back. Uh, says, good is George Ford's drop goal. I still haven't stopped thinking about it. It's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen.
0: It is, as you say, a perfect economy of energy and movement.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Paolo Frutini gets his word, it such as good. is okay. Saracens boiling the piss of so much rugby Twitter. It's true. See, but that, that, they're, they're proper proper baddies now in a good way. That's the thing. I, I think the I like villain them. vibe has returned.
0: I like them more for that for being like the team that everyone loves to hate now than I did when they were like people were like sort of. Yeah, pretending that well, they a team like,
1: that everybody hated before. Well, 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 a team
0: hate that everyone secretly hated them, but they like publicly <laughs> had to go. What an incredible team there! It's similar to that. They, <laughs> they, what, yes. what an incredible team there! It's a very
1: strong worded sport. I would not like to use the word hated sport. Yeah. I think it's very. No, we fucking hate them.
0: People, it's people fine. don't hate them. They're jealous of their success. It's like no, you fucking hate them. But now everybody's, like, fucking freed in in their ability to absolutely... All these people
1: poverty. who say they hate James Haskell, do they simply be jealous of his success? No, I just fucking hate him. <laughs> it's quite simple.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, uh, Hunter Sewell gets in touch. He says, good is an all-SAURC final sending Irish rugby into an existential dread spiral. <laughs> it's yeah. mirroring what you said before, yeah. yeah. Existential Dread Spiral are my favorite metal band.
0: I have I was to say, it is a great band, though.
1: Um, uh, and then he writes bad because I don't think he, wants to, he doesn't want to swear on the internet, Hunter. I don't think, but I think he means shit is the Bulls are going to probably win. I have very little opinion about South African teams.
0: No, same. I don't know who the bad I don't is. hate,
1: I don't I don't, know, I don't know which one I'm supposed to hate. I assume
0: that any team that Jake White coaches are the baddies. That's true. Uh, that is very true. But, That's a simple so, measure, yes. But uh, I mean, I, I don't understand the politics of it. I feel like Sharks are sort of like nouveau rich Man City lads because they've got all their fancy money and they're signing everyone. So I kind of don't like them. <laughs> Look um, at
1: you with all your fancy bloody money, yeah.
0: <laughs> signing even at Sebast.
1: Mm. Look at you, eh? With your fancy young wife. Fucking eh? hell, imagine. When did you last see your went... mother with your fancy bloody money? Eh? <laughs> She's at home waiting for you to call her. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but I think we it's just went into, this should end.
0: Just went, we just went into a weird sort of northern, uh, like, radio full.
1: Judgmental yeah. <laughs> mother in law or something, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, tell you what, I'm re watching, by the way, our friends in the north. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's good. It's on BritBox. I've only... got a free BritBox couple of months. It's on there. So, it's glorious. I've
0: always, I've always wondered if anyone's actually ever paid for BritBox.
1: Yeah. Because True story, I, I right? Yeah. I'm a weeper. You know that right about me. I'll yeah, yeah, yeah. This. I'm a weeper. I've not watched Our Friends in the North for years, and I watched it again last night. It's set in the Northeast. My dad's a journey, right? Yeah. It's set in the Northeast. And there's, a, there's it's about four friends, and two of them get married, and the marriage is terrible. And then there's a scene where the dad leaves, Mm-hmm. and the lad they've got a son he's about 12 and the lad leaves at night the dad leaves at night and says you're gonna have to speak to him because I can't do it tell him I love him and he leaves and the lad comes downstairs mm-hmm. and puts his arm around his mum to try and comfort her and then obviously completely breaks down because he's a young lad and his dad's just left mm-hmm. my dad's Geordie. Puff. Puff. He, he left in the night I was, when I was, I was about say, 10 I right? feel like
0: you're relating so
1: I'm I'm a weeper right so I uh, I could feel I, I bubbled a bit and I am not joking. I'm not joking. I went into a full on heaving fucking sob. <laughs> it was honestly, I was transported to the emotions of a fucking 10 year old by watching this television program. My wife was like, what the fucking hell is going like, like, <laughs> on? It was honest to God. I'm laughing about it now. It didn't last that long, but it was no. genuinely, genuinely a very strange experience. It is fantastic in some ways. I
0: think that's the thing about amazing—you know—the power. Stuff that you of, don't
1: know is buried down there, man. Yeah, the power of good years, years ago, that
0: was. and good creative things and good yeah. art to in—you know—absolute madness.
1: There you go. It's don't tell it. Don't enough. put. You know, nobody can deny that. We, I don't let people into my life as part of this podcast. So there you go. <laughs> Whether you like, want to, or not, painfully, it's too much. I know it is, but I'm doing it anyway. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Josh. And we will speak to you all. You are here next week, aren't you?
0: I'm here next week. Yeah. So maybe,
1: maybe we'll. Do we need to do a preview of the final? We'll talk about it off air. Maybe. We'll We'll speak to you soon. Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network